We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. afternoon and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. So here's the $64,000 question, as I, I heard it said when I was a child. How do you get into the flow of universal energy? You know, as I talk to more and more people about the newer and truer version of the Law of Attraction, that's the question I get asked. That is, after all the other questions like, how can I get a million dollars in the next year? And how can I think positive enough and draw enough vision boards to attract my soulmate? Those questions are based on the old understanding of the Law of Attraction, which tells us that all we need to do to attract from the external world all that fulfills us internally is to think positive and do vision boards. And think positive and do vision boards. And if that doesn't work, then we need to work with our negative emotions. And if that doesn't work, then we need to remove all the blocks from the unconscious, and then our dreams will come true. That old understanding has us further splitting ourselves in half. But the new understanding, the true understanding, unites us with divine self. So now that we know that, how do we get into the flow? That's what we're going to be talking about today, both the answer and the question. And uh, we're going to be determining what it is that we can actually do about getting into the flow of universal energy. So some of you have not heard me talk about the Law of Attraction and uh, the book, The Law of Attraction, The Soul's Answer to Why It Isn't Working and How It Can. Um, we haven't discussed what it means to change the old Law of Attraction into a new law. So I want to talk about that for just a minute because that old law, is based on an understanding that we we can think and draw things to us by our thoughts. But we've experimented with that law now for almost 20 years, and we are not getting the results consistently that we anticipated in the beginning. We thought that if we thought positive and, and, and worked on those old negative belief systems that said that we couldn't have what we wanted, then we would have what we wanted problem is we didn't really know what we wanted sometimes. And the other problem is that when we're thinking only positive thoughts, we're repressing all those so-called negative thoughts. And we're building up a lot of unconscious material. And in those ne so-called negative thoughts, there's a lot of really informative information, well, informative energy, I should say, that gives us the opportunity not only to grow, but to find out what it is we want 
to uh, determine a pathway for getting there and to actually um, find more of ourselves. So we're pushing away information when we push away our negative feelings and thoughts. And so that's activate the law of attraction. Um, so what will need to happen is that we'll need to um, gather together resources for from the unconscious. We'll have to um, begin to look into the unconscious and find out what's in there that's blocking us. And so many of the people who were working on the law of attraction ran to their healers and said, I can't attract and I've been doing positive thinking and I've been working with my vision boards and I've been really staying in my imagination in the place of my dreams, but I'm still not able to make it happen and I need for you to remove the blocks in my unconscious. And so all kinds of energetic healing work was done to offer somebody healing for that unconscious material. Problem was, none of that material became conscious in that process. And if con- unconscious material doesn't come, become conscious, it can't be healed. So the process of healing is of becoming more conscious. Um, and so if, if I get somebody else to uh, provide me with energetic healing and cut the cords to some old uh, archetypal beliefs that I carry around that are quote-unquote negative, then I'm still not becoming conscious of what those things are inside of me. I don't therefore still have the information I need that, the, that, that would be a gift to me if I had that information and would inform me more about who I am, what I want, and where I want to go. So we're, we're still not being able to activate the principles of the law of attraction and manifest our... It was asking us to repress information. It was asking that we uh, uh, go digging around in the unconscious and find out what the blocks were in there and, and try to remove those blocks without ever knowing what they were. Anything that remains unconscious is not going to be healing to us. So we haven't been able to activate the principles of the law of attraction and manifest our dreams for several reasons. But So that's why we began to explore what's really going on here. And what this book uh, concludes is that we've misunderstood what the meaning of the law of attraction actually is. What the actual law of attraction is all about is uh, is that we are attracted to and by all of those things, places, people, circumstances, and events that will help us get closer and closer to full awareness, full consciousness, full experience of who we are as divine self, as divine beings. So that's why we're in this experience. We're in this experience to come to full knowledge of, of, of ourselves as one with the divine. As we talked about in another couple of other shows, we got here, we were one, but we were not in form, and we took on form, and as we took on form, we decided that form must be somehow separate from the divine. And as a result, we, we, we began to live into that as if it were a trance state, that, that, that we can, cannot be one with the divine, the divine is not one with us, and it, the divine, therefore, it can't be one with us because... Somehow we, we're bad. We're somehow failing. We're bad. We're not good enough. And that theory just grew and grew and grew. And so today our entire world is made up of that duality trance state. Everything we do and say and think is, falls into one of those two categories, good or bad. And that thinking keeps us separate from the divine. And the law of attraction is that law that is bringing us closer and closer to understanding who we are as one with the divine. 
So, okay, if that's really true, then how do we get into the flow? How do we get into that flow? Well, you know the old uh, statement in the Bible, be still and know that I am God? Well, the statement means be still in order to know that I am divine. I must be still in order to know that I am divine. So when we talk about what we can do, and, and specifically when we say what can we hurry up and do, that's going to get us closer to, the, to understanding ourselves as divine beings, we, we tend to say, well, um, I'm, I'm in this stressful place where I have to strive to, to find out what it is that I need to be doing so that I can manifest my dreams. And somehow I'm a, I'm a failure, I'm not good enough, I'm not measuring up if I can't manifest my dreams. And then we end up beating ourselves up for that very thing, and that splits us off even further. So, so okay, here's the deal. We are already in divine energy. We're already in the flow. And we're going to talk some more about that right after the break. Stay tuned for more. for a transforming world. Seventh Wave Network. The Institute of Noetic Sciences has been a pioneer and leading authority in the field of consciousness and healing for 38 years. We invite you to discover how you can transform your health or healing practice with ION's cutting-edge research into mind-body medicine and healing. For a limited time, you can receive valuable thank-you gifts when you support the Institute of Noetic Sciences research and educational programs. Just click the banner on this page to discover how consciousness research is transforming healthcare. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart, but I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. 
The Institute of Noetic Sciences has been a pioneer and leading authority in the field of consciousness and healing for 38 years. We invite you to discover how you can transform your health or healing practice with ION's cutting-edge research into mind-body medicine and healing. For a limited time, you can receive valuable thank-you gifts when you support the Institute of Noetic Sciences research and educational programs. Just click the banner on this page to discover how consciousness Research is transforming healthcare. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free. 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And the Authentic Living Show is sponsored by the Institute of Noetic Sciences dedicated to expanding science beyond conventional paradigms. Founded by Apollo 14 astronaut Edgar Mitchell, IONS is a nonprofit research, education, and membership organization whose mission is supporting individual and collective transformation through consciousness research, educational outreach, and engaging in a global learning community in the realization of human potential. You can join that learning community at www.noetic.org. And we're back uh, talking today about how it is that we manage to get ourselves into the flow of universal energy. And here's the thing, as we said just before the break, we are already in the flow of universal energy. The law of attraction is working with or without our knowledge. The law of attraction is not the old law of attraction that, that, um, that we believed in for so many years that we has been pretty much proven now to be ineffective in, in its understanding. Now, we're not debunking the law of attraction. I want to be really clear about that. We're changing our understanding of it because uh, when we use the law of attraction to think only positive thoughts, to do away with negative thoughts and negative emotions, to, uh, to create vision boards that keep our heads in the place of our dreams, what we're doing is repressing a whole lot of energy, and that energy has information for us that we're negating when we do it this way. Actually, the true law of attraction is that we're attracted to and by all of those things, places, people, events, and circumstances that will bring us inexorably to a complete understanding of who we are as divine beings. That's the journey we're on, and we, we're experiencing more and more information as we go from incarnation to incarnation that's going to help us uh, be more and more informed about who we are as divine beings until ultimately form, in other words, matter, form or matter, is going to be united with spirit. And what that will look like, I can't actually say, but the ultimacy is that uh, we, when we started out, form somehow had to find itself separate from the divine as a trance state until ultimately it will be reunited again. The whole experience we're having is that of not being united with the divine, and ultimately we will, be, uh, we will experience ourselves as united. We are already united, though, and that's why we're already in the flow of universal energy. We just don't know it. We just don't experience it. 
And so the idea is not one of how can I do this? How can I do the work of getting into the flow of universal energy? That's the question I get so many times. There is no work in getting in, in the flow of the universal energy. You're already in it. The only, uh, the only work, if there, is, if there is work, and I don't even call it work, is, is um, the idea of surrendering to that fact that you're in the flow of universal energy. So what do I mean by surrender? Surrender is a kind of falling backwards. It's trusting that when you fall backwards, you're letting go of one thing and, and being captured by another. What we're letting go of when we surrender to the fact that we are already in the universal flow of energy is the idea that we're not. We're letting go of an idea, and the idea is our trance state. We are hypnotized by this idea. It carries us into everything we say, do, and think. People tell me all the time, well, I meditated this morning, but by the time I got to work, all of that good energy that I felt has dissipated, and I just feel lost in a bunch of uh, anxious, stress-inducing thoughts. And they want to be able to hold on to that blissful state they had while they were meditating. Uh, And so what's going on there? What happens? Well, what happens is we touch the hem of the garment of the universal energy when we are in meditation, meditation, and then we step out of that again, that consciousness again, when we get into stressful, our, our everyday routine of stress because the mind tends to go back to the default position. And the default position is a trance state. It's a trance state of duality in which we are separate from the divine and nothing we do, say, think, or feel is union with the divine. And we have to reach out to the universe to grab hold of the divine by the lapels and shake it and say, come on, do it my way so that we can have what we want. Um, and that is the stance that most of us have been taught, that we should pray and beg and plead for God to give us what we want. But actually, if we already are God, if we are one with God, and I'm not talking about me, I'm talking about all of us, if we are one with God, then who are we begging? What are we begging for? If we are one with God, we already have it all. And so there's no need for begging. That old verse in... um, in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Actually, Charles Fillmore says well, every time we see the word Lord in the Old Testament, we should translate it as I am. So I am my own shepherd, and I, I will not want. So that's the real story. I am is everything, and I am is me, and I am I am. So that's why that all, the definition of of, of that became Yahweh in the Old Testament was, I am that I am, which means not just I am, but I am that I am, meaning that I am all that I am. I, I encompass everything. So if that's true, my thoughts are already divine thoughts. My emotions are already divine emotions. My, my unconscious material contains the divine because that's where we've put it because we didn't want to know we were divine because... To think of ourselves as divine has for centuries been thought of as blasphemy or insanity. So we don't want to think that, so we've repressed that too. So in the unconscious, as we're removing blocks, you know, we might be removing our understanding of ourselves as divine. So we don't need to be going messing around in the unconscious without knowing what we're dealing with. 
we need to make the unconscious conscious, and as that happens, we will become more and more aware of ourselves as divine beings. So this, this journey that we're on has to do with discovery. The word knowledge, as it is used in the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that tree that's supposed to have been the beginning of our sin, that the creator of our original sin as the serpents uh, that so many people think of as Satan, uh, tricked uh, Eve into eating of that horrible tree, and therefore we've lived in sin ever since. That's the traditional version. Uh, from a metaphysical perspective, what was really happening is that tree is a thought. Uh, trees represent thoughts. So that tree is a thought, and it is a thought of duality. We had the other option of the thought of oneness or of life that was also in the same garden or the same psychic center. And we, and we chose to, uh, to experiment, to explore duality. But if you look at the definition, the word knowledge, as it is used in the definition of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, it doesn't mean knowledge as we think of knowledge. It doesn't mean fact as we think of fact. It doesn't mean scientific data. That's what we think knowledge is. It means to discover or reveal the self. That's what the word means if you look at its root meanings. So really, the tree of knowledge of good and evil teaches us that there is no such thing as good and evil. There's only the self. There's only divine self. And we, but we have to go through this entire process just like we have to go through our own psychological and spiritual processes in order to discover things. We have to go through this process of duality in order to discover who we are as divine beings. So, for example, if I, if I am consistently attracted to alcoholics, let's just use a real blatant example, uh, if I'm consistently attracted to alcoholics, then there's a reason for that, and it's because I identify as somebody who uh, has some unresolved issues about father or mother or parent figure who may have, may, may have been an alcoholic or may have neglected me in the same way that an alcoholic might, and I'm attracted to those persons again and again and again because I'm trying to resolve that old childhood issue through these other people. That can't be done, of course, because if they're just like those other people, then they're not going to be any different from those other people. So, you know, I'm not going to be able to do it that way. I'll resolve it when I go inside of me rather than going outside of me to resolve it. And uh, in that same way, uh, our experience with duality means we have to go through these experiences in order to get the information that is in these experiences. These experiences are what we're here to do on planet Earth. So... Uh, what we're doing is good enough. It is part of the journey that is carrying us step by step by step to the ultimate outcome of divine self, and that is going to happen whether we're living a good life or what's called a bad life. You know, we, it's pretty easy for us to look at a good life and say, well, yeah, they're going for the ultimate outcome of wholeness, but when we look at somebody who's living what we would consider to be a bad life, we don't think that they're going for the ultimate, ultimate outcome of of wholeness, we think they're going to hell. So what we, what we, but we've got that split off into good and evil because that's how we think of life. But this, a person who's living a quote-unquote bad life can be on the same exact journey. It's just that they're experiencing the most negative aspects of the duality trance state. And, in fact, they're doing it for all of us as we are doing whatever we're doing for everyone else because we're all one. 
And they're experiencing that because that experience is going to give them information they cannot have any other way. So while we think, oh, my gosh, they're going to kill people, well, nobody dies. Okay, nobody really dies. So, you know, that's horrible. It's horrible that they're terrible, awful, no good people, and we should put them under the jail. And Now, here's what I'm not saying. I want to be clear. I'm not saying there should be no consequence to their behavior. There absolutely should, and that's part of our journey as well. Uh, we do not need to be letting, unleashing all the sociopaths out on the world to do what, whatever mayhem they want to do. But I am saying that that journey is also part of the alchemical process that is changing them little by little by little into being able to experience themselves as divine beings. So while we've got it all understood and figured out as that's good and that's bad, you know, we have to also look around our culture and recognize that there are many different definitions of good and bad. As we've said several times on this show, Osama bin Laden thought it was a good thing to blow up the trade towers, and he had followers who were so dedicated to that ideal that they blew up the trade towers, giving up their own life in the process because they'd been, they'd been taught to believe that this was a very good thing and that what we think about reality is, was a bad thing. So what's good, what's bad? Well, that's culturally defined, very often culturally defined. Uh, we've come up with these definitions. Now, some of us would say, well, it's ridiculous, Andrea. Don't even tell me that it's a good thing to kill somebody. Well, no, I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> it's not a good thing to kill somebody, nor is it a bad thing to kill somebody. It is killing someone. That is what the experience is about. It's the experience that the killer is having. It's the experience that the, the person who's killed is having. So what does that mean? Where does that leave us? Are we just hopeless victims of this thing we're in? No, absolutely not. And we're going to learn more about that right after this break. So stay tuned for more. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. The Institute of Noetic Sciences has been a pioneer and leading authority in the field of consciousness and healing for 38 years. We invite you to discover how you can transform your health or healing practice with ION's cutting-edge research into mind-body medicine and healing. For a limited time, you can receive valuable thank-you gifts when you support the Institute of Noetic Sciences research and educational programs. Just click the banner on this page to discover how consciousness research is transforming healthcare. Want to change your life? The New York Open Center can help. We offer hundreds of ongoing classes, workshops, and professional trainings that heal the body, nurture the spirit, and awaken your true potential. Visit opencenter.org to check out our programs in holistic health, self-development, spiritual practices, creative arts, and much more. With our wellness services, bookstore, and cafe, we're an oasis in the heart of the city. And with Open Center Online Learning, you no longer have to be in New York to take classes. Visit opencenter.org today. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. 
You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back. We're talking today about how we get into the flow of universal energy. Um, and what we've said thus far is we're already in universal energy, and there is no work to getting in universal energy other than the work of surrender, although that's not really work. It's just um, sort of falling backwards into what is already true, more true, in fact, than what we believe in the duality trance state. The question we asked just before the break must be answered. Uh, we were talking about how it is that we think that uh, we live uh, a good life or a bad life and how is it possible that a person who's living a bad life can go from there to, to more and more wholeness. The answer is that, that we're the ones who, th- who are defining these experiences as good and bad. Now, here's the thing. I'm not saying that I support uh, serial killers or or serial killing, or war even, I certainly am in favor of peace and love and light. But um, this is part of the duality trance state. That means that people who are raised in homes where where there's a real split off between good and bad are going to identify with one of those two. Um, if a child cannot get attention any other way but to be a bad kid, for example, then he's going to be bad and badder and badder, and each time he loses attention, he's going to want to up the ante. He could eventually identify with that and and believe that he is bad. I mean, obviously he's getting in trouble, so he must be a bad kid, so he gets some kind of uh, connection out of that, so there's a, a thrill in it, too. So that's how we form that identity, and it grows, and we keep having to up the ante and up the ante and up the ante to prove that we exist at all. So if this kid doesn't get any attention, then he begins to not have any mirrors to look in. He begins to feel like he doesn't exist at all, and that is a very deadly place to be. It's very dangerous psychologically to be in a place where we feel like we don't exist. So rather than do that, his survival technique is to be bad. Is he being bad to do that? Well, you know, if you think in terms of good and bad, yes, I think he's surviving. Um, is that a good thing? Well, if you think in terms of good and bad, well, maybe yes it is. But if you think in terms of the, it just being a part of the duality trance state, then it makes sense. He's doing what he thinks he has to do to survive. He doesn't have to do that to survive, of course. He, he, all he has to really do to survive is surrender to the, to the energetic force that is life itself. But he doesn't know that. So this whole journey is helping him come to know that. Will he make lots and lots and lots of, uh, of, uh, misdirections along the way? Absolutely. Um, would I advise him to take that direction? Absolutely not. But that's the path he's taken because that's what he believes is true out of his blindness. His bl- and his blindness is made up of the duality trance state. So, you know, when we define these things as good and bad, it- it's a real shallow definition. It doesn't carry the depth that is required of us if we're going to look at reality from the eyes of divine self. In the eyes of divine self, uh, this is a very uh, difficult choice that this person has made to deny all the aspects of himself that could be produce beauty or creativity or love or light 
and to only live out of the aspects of himself that are quote-unquote bad in order to feel like he's alive. What a difficult position to be in. And he didn't get there in a vacuum. He got there because that's the uh, surroundings he grew up in, and children are looking for mirrors when they grow up. And his mirror said, we don't know you exist unless you're bad. So that, that's how that can evolve, and people can identify with this. Um, so does that mean they're really bad or good? No, it means that that's what they've identified with, and if they could ever surrender to divine self, that identity would go away. So that's what we're letting go of when we fall backward into divine self. We're letting go of an idea of ourselves that is false. We're letting go of the notion that we are not divine. We're letting go of a notion that we can be good and therefore be connected to the divine and be bad and therefore be disconnected from the divine. And our, all, our constant striving to be good enough to, uh, to measure up to the divine is based on the idea of duality, that we are separate from the divine and therefore we have to strive to get back close to the divine. Either that striving is through prayer or through meditation or through good deeds or through serving others or through negating any negative thoughts or negative emotions or negative energy or staying away from negative people, then that's what we'll do because that's what we think is going to get us to that place where we believe that we're connected to the divine. And so we're, we're that, that space uh, in our heads is all about duality. And it is, it is letting go of that that is the true surrender that puts it in a place where we can experience, experience being the operative word, where we can experience universal energy. So we're always in the flow, but we don't always experience being in the flow. In other words, no matter what we do, universal energy is carrying us through the law of attraction and several other laws. Uh, it is carrying us to a place where ultimately we will come to know ourselves as divine beings. That is the ultimate outcome. Doom and gloom is not the ultimate outcome. Blowing up the world is not the ultimate outcome. Um, you know, we're, uh, the, uh, the, the, the atom bomb or the, any other bombs that are out there today are not going to take over the world. We're not going to use up all the Earth's resources until we don't have any more. That's not where we're headed. Where we're headed is to a place where we will ultimately know ourselves as divine being. And not only know ourselves as divine, but form or matter will know itself as divine. So we are in the body, which is matter, but matter will all, that matter that is body will ultimately come to know itself as divine. Now what that will look like, I can't say. When spirit and form are, are experiencing each other as union, what it will look like, I don't know. Will we be able to step in and out of matter? I don't know. I can't say what that will look like. But ultimately, um, we will know all the quarks and molecules of our body is divine, and all the quarks and, the, uh, and, and molecules of our body will know that themselves as divine. Um, so that's the process. That's where we're headed ultimately. And, um, you know, can I prove that? No. And will you decide whether or not you get to agree with it? Absolutely. That's what I would encourage you to do. Do your own thinking. Figure out for yourself. Your knowledge, what is, what is your discovery process that reveals you? That's what this is all about. I don't want to be another guru that tells you all the answers to your life's problems and gives you a one, two, three, four, five-step program so how you can heal your life and get everything you ever dream of. What I want to do is offer you a new paradigm so that you can think about it. You can decide for yourself what 
you think is true and false. And if you think it's false that you want to throw this whole thing out, then flush it. That's, you know, that's what you have the option to do. If you think it's possibly true and you'd like to explore it more, then there's certainly many ways to do that. One of those ways is to, you know, get the book, read it, and decide for yourself what you think. Read other books. Read the Bhagavad Gita. Read the, uh, uh, a lot of the books that are uh, the sutras and the books that are written in the Buddhist texts. Read a lot of, um, of the Bible and read its root meanings. Find out what those things are all about. As a matter of fact, next week we're going to be talking about those very texts and what they have to say about the law of attraction. So stay tuned for next week's show as well. Because this is an exploration. We're all on a journey of exploration. I don't have all the answers. I have lots of questions, and I'm real comfortable with leaning into the mystery. So I don't have to know everything, but I'm offering this paradigm as a healing mechanism for those who are so struggling trying to implement the law of attraction to have their dreams come true. And the other piece of that, the, the reason why the law of attraction is not working is because it is based on the external. I, I want these things, and those things are going to make me happy. If I become the CEO of this company, if I can attract a, a million dollars, if I can draw myself that soulmate, those things will make me happy. But what Jesus said, and he's one of our great masters, now he's definitely not the only one, but he's one of them, but what Jesus said was, seek first the kingdom of heaven and all of this will be added to you. The kingdom of heaven, if we study the root language of those words, is the I am. Seek first the I am and all of those things will be added to you. Why were they added to you? Because they are you. Because you're one with them. There is no dis- difference between you and them. So you already have everything. So he's, it, he's saying we need to seek who we are. The Buddha, one of the most famous Buddhist sayings is, the seeker is that which is being sought. So you see, what, we're, what we've been looking for when we say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fulfill my life by, by getting that million dollars so that I can do X, Y, and Z, or my next publication is going to be f- what fulfills my life, or that house I want to buy is what's going to fulfill my life, or that relationship I want is going to fulfill my life, is we're looking to the external to do the work for us. I want to talk about that for just a, uh, a, a brief minute, and we may have to be interrupted by a break, but we'll come back to it. The, uh, we live in the Western culture in a very masculinized ideal, and what I mean by that is no aspersions cast on any man out there. Um, I like men very much, so <laughs> that's not the issue. The issue is that in the ideal form, the, the feminine archetype, and I'm not talking about gender, I'm talking about archetype. The feminine archetype is supposed to carry us inward. It's supposed to carry us inside of ourselves so that we can find what is in there, discover it, sit with it, experience it, gather it up, and then the masculine will come and take what's been found in there and take it out into the world to manifest. Okay? So the ideal process is go inward and take what you find there and manifest it outside of you. Not manifest from the outside world what's, you know, I mean, from the outside world and bring that to the internal so that we can be happy. That's exactly backwards. But that is what we've been taught. We've all been taught a masculine version. So the unhealthy feminine refuses to go inside. The unhealthy masculine goes outside before it it has any, anything to gather from the inside. So 
that's what we've been taught to do. We've been taught to avoid going inside of ourselves because, you know, we don't know what's in there. It might be evil, so we don't want to go in there. We want to stay outside. And, and if we go outside, then we will go after our goals and our five-year goals and our ten-year goals, and we will have these things, and they will make us happy. And that's exactly backwards from what the true law of attraction is trying to say to us. So stay tuned for more. We're going to finish this up at the last segment so you'll understand how it is that you get into the flow of universal energies. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. The Institute of Noetic Sciences has been a pioneer and leading authority in the field of consciousness and healing for 38 years. We invite you to discover how you can transform your health or healing practice with ION's cutting-edge research into mind-body medicine and healing. For a limited time, you can receive valuable thank-you gifts when you support the Institute of Noetic Sciences research and educational programs. Just click the banner on this page to discover how consciousness research is transforming healthcare. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. 7th Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back for the final segment talking today about how it is that we can get into the flow of universal energies. And what we said thus far is that we get into the flow of universal energies by surrendering to the fact that we're already in the flow of universal energies. There is no way to be outside the flow. We're always in the flow. It is always carrying us just like the molecule in a river is always being carried to the ocean. That's how we're being carried to our final outcome, which is, and a full awareness of divine self. If, if, uh, if we see ourselves as separate from the divine, which is what most of us see, if we see ourselves as having to strive to get what we want, which is what most of us believe, if we see ourselves as having to work really hard to change our minds so that we don't think any negative thoughts, so that we build vision boards, so that we, uh, so that we make sure there is no negative emotions in our, in our hearts and so that we are always making sure we're cleared of any unconscious blocks, that's a whole lot of work. 
and that is striving. And any time we're striving, we're not in touch with who we are as divine beings. The old text says, Cease striving to know that I am God, or be still to know that I am God, says who we really are. In order for us to know that we are God, we have to be still. We have to cease striving. That's what it's really all about. And once we do, what that means is we get into a flow of effortless effort. We're working, but we're not really working. We're being worked. One of the things that Jesus said, and again, he was just one of the many masters, but he's one that uh, a lot of us are familiar with in the Western culture. Uh, One of the things that Jesus said was that we... Uh, that that he, that he was the way, the truth, and the life. Well, he, well, we think, well, that's him. That was Jesus. No, he was saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That means I am, in other words, I am, Andrea is, you are the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, we, we've we've, we've uh, reduced that to he, he was. He needs to be worshipped because... To think of ourselves as divine is blasphemy, and yet Jesus was the very example of somebody who said to the world, I am divine. And uh, and what we do, we tend to think only of his death and resurrection and uh, the you know what he did on the cross. That's it. That's, that's really what he did. We don't think about the fact that he went around declaring to people that he was divine. And, and he said, on this I will build my church. On this fact, I will build my church. So what that means is that we are all divine. Um, And that process of discovery is one in which we bump into a lot of things, just like the process of learning how to walk. In a dualistic world, the process of learning how to walk is one where we fall quite frequently and we have to get back up again. We bump into a lot of things, and every time we do, something shifts inside of us. And it may take several times of bumping into that thing before the thing begins to really shift so that we can feel and see the shift. But ultimately, the shift occurs. You know what alchemistry is. One chemical is impacted by another chemical, and both chemicals change as a result. So what's happening in this co-creative process we're all in, where we're all creating planet Earth together as Elohim, um, we, what's happening here is that we are... Coming to know, we are the soul is coming to know body as soul, and the body is coming to know itself as soul, and we are those both those two chemicals are changing each other, so that we know ourselves completely as united body and mind and spirit and soul, all of that all into one unit. Right now, we think of them as split off. We still think of them that way, even though we've worked hard not to. We still do because we're still in the duality trance state. Um, but the surrender means recognizing that I'm 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 just fully divine already, and the the thoughts that tell me that I'm not are just part of that duality trance state. But even the duality trance state is a part of the process that was orchestrated by the divine when we first started here, so that we could walk all the way through this process of duality and get to its ultimate outcome. So that form and and um, ma- uh, formlessness could be united, and so we're all a part of that, and it's a brave process, and we're all going through our own particular parts of that process, so that all of us as a collective and each of us as 
uh, as individuals, we'll be able to ultimately find ourselves united as divine self. That's the process. And the process for us today, if we want to participate in universal energies, is to fall backwards into that fact. How do you do that? Well, it's not a work. It's not where you're trying to push yourself into that. But it is remembering. It is a process of, 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 of remembering as we go through the day that we are one with the divine. And as we begin to remember that more and more and more, alchemical, alchemistry begins to change us so that we see ourselves more and more as divine beings. That's not a, an, a point of arrogance. It's a gentle, very peaceful, very um, powerful form where we can live into our own power. We're afraid of our own power. We're afraid of what we, are, what we could accomplish if we were actually living in the I Am because that power is, is, um, it is all. It is everything. We are all that we need right now already. We don't want to know that because to know that would be to say, oh, I'm God, and that's a scary thought to us. And we don't, we, so we just don't want to go there. But our resistance to going there is in part resistance for two things. One, we resist our total freedom. We don't want to know that we are absolutely free to do anything we want at any time we want to do it. We don't want to know that. We want to think there's a bunch of have-tos and ought-tos and shoulds out there. So we just don't go there. We don't want to know that we have power to, to do all that Jesus and Buddha and all the other great masters did. We don't want to know that. But we do. And that's the surrender. So next week, we're going to talk about the sacred texts and what they really have to tell us about the law of attraction as opposed to what we've heard they have to tell us about the law of attraction. So stay tuned for that. And remember, your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week.